Welcome, John. Good night, hey, Michelle. Hey, cool, awesome. Great that you're here um, for another episode uh, talking about men's health, mainly in Australia, but I think it, it, it goes for everybody around the world, all men, everywhere. We always talk about Australia but, and how the, the, the tough bloke culture here, um, yeah, what, what kind of impact it has on men's health. And today I wanted to touch base with you about how we, you and I, look um, into awareness and spiritual growth in, yeah, in a way, how, that, how is that connected to men's health? So I know I know you uh, a couple of years now. You know me. We we both have gone through this um, yeah this whole process of spiritual growth, becoming aware, finding finding answers for the struggles that we have been facing over yeah over the period of years basically to come to this point that we are now yeah we consider ourselves um, conscious aware men. We're not there yet. There's still a lot of things that we need to resolve we're still dealing with our issues all the time but for me spiritual my spiritual part um has been very helpful and helped me uh find clarity and um brought me brought me in a sense a way to yeah face those issues i was dealing with and i know uh, when we again talk about australian tough blocks if you then say spirituality, we assume a lot of men uh, find it a, a sign of weakness, don't want to be um, talking about that. As, as you know, for them, it's like, wow, that, that's spirituality. I don't want to get involved in any of that uh, BS. Um, but yeah, what is your take on this? I think everything you're saying is true, yeah. Um, spirituality. <laughs> certainly comes across or it sounds a little bit you know feminine or it feels a little bit uh that's right yeah yeah it feels a bit like um uh, sort of altered you know little hippie sort of thing which doesn't always fit into the you know that sort of male image you know but a lot of, a lot of surfers and, yeah. and, and surf dudes are being seen as, as very masculine but they usually also a lot of them are spiritual and a bit hippies, so that's that's in, that's interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think though that the connection between spirituality and you know, it's I guess it's definitely not you know, it's not just Australian males. It's men, and well, it's it's everybody. But we're particularly talking about men because we do have a lot of trouble in embracing these sort of things that are um, outside of what is normally acceptable to males. So uh, for me, I see that um, spirituality is just another part of the whole. So you have physical well-being um, and then you have, you know, those other aspects of your well-being and spirituality is just another one of those aspects that makes up a whole human being and, and and we don't we shouldn't mix up spirituality with religion no definitely completely not. two different things no, that's correct um religion is, is is a belief that you have and if we when we talk about spiritual growth and then let's talk let's um i will talk about how i see it um that's 
that's the, basically spiritual growth is the inner process, the inner work that I'm doing to become a better version of myself. Yeah, it's it's an authenticity, isn't it? It's uh, it's connecting with that that part of yourself that you don't you, you're not familiar with. You push it aside. It's been suppressed. It's been pushed put in the corner. Um, but it's that little small voice that comes up every now and again just to remind you that it's there. And so, you know, don't forget about me. Um, why aren't you, you know, like we get those moments in our life where, you know, people put it down to intuition, etc. You know, there's a voice that says, do this. And your mind goes, no, I do that. That's part of your true self, you know. That's that's the real self going, hey, hello, you listening? <laughs> so that's that's part of spiritual growth. It's listening to that voice so that you are whole. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why is that, you, you think? Why do uh, people or men uh, in general don't listen to that voice? It's just a cultural thing. I think that men throughout the ages uh, have been certainly not encouraged to be uh, seen as weak. So uh, anything that falls outside of a particular stereotype of a male, you know, strong, doesn't cry, you know, just gets on with the job, very stoic, you know, get on with it. Um, anything that contradicts or contravenes that picture is seen as weakness or, or unimportant. They're not valuable. They're vulnerability. So, you know, we've been taught not to be vulnerable. Basically, everything that's alternative is is outside of uh, this container of this perception of the our reality that the Western society has put onto us. Well, I, I to I mean, I can only really speak of Western culture because that's all I know. But I don't think it's just Western culture. I think throughout the world, you know, you know, in varying degrees, um, the it, it's seen as, as a sign of weakness if a male is seen in any other light than strength. You know, strength equals you know being a strong man. You know, but what's strength? It's not just physical. For me, strength is facing up to the things we're afraid of. Still being afraid or having fear, but but going on and doing it anyway. That's strength to me. That's courage. You know, facing the things that need to be faced, not just pretending they don't exist and putting on a sort of a sort of this machismo shell of armor. Yeah, just to hide everything. Yeah. That seems to be the accepted practice and it's taught not only by our fathers but by society in general. Yeah, that's, that's the conditioning we had talked about before already. Um, something that's... Um, that's a, it's a cause of problems. It's not a bad thing. It's something that, we, something that you can't shut off. Um, but that, that's why... Awareness is so important. You, if you are aware of the conditioning that you have been taught, that gives you then that gives you the strength, um, yeah, to make a change. And I think I think for me that's the first step. Um, 
to become a better version of myself. Uh, like I had um, depression, burnout, physical problems because I always, was always suppressing my emotions, never really um, felt that I could um, show them because it was, well, it was my belief, it was, would, have been see, would have been seen as weakness, but it's my belief and that came from condition, conditioning. So become aware of that made me uh, give me the tools to uh, yeah to um, to make a change for myself. So what was there in in your life a tipping point that you were that you became aware hmm. that you became aware of that that this conditioning this life that you were living was not uh, basically. Uh, your best life, suiting your needs. Um, was there, what, what I'm looking for, is there, is there a trigger point for everybody? A very clear um, impact occasion that we can say that March, okay, this was, the, this, this was the moment, I should pick this up, I have to change something. I think for me, I've always had a an awareness to some point. However, trying to determine where that came from or where that started, I can't really be sure. Uh, what I can be sure of is that when I entered into the relationship that I am in now with my partner, it we we started on a journey of, and, and this was new to me. Uh, she introduced me to a like a relationship course. And it was through that that I started to learn that oh, hang on, there's a there's a there's a level below that this sort of uh, an understanding of what you may be experiencing or thinking you know what's going on for you, which is how I was. I thought you know I'd I'd, I'd uh, before I met this person, um, I'd been on my own for something like maybe seven or eight years, and thinking oh you know I've 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 done a lot of work here and. But it wasn't until I got into that relationship I realised that I hadn't really done anything. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe had a little bit of consciousness, but until she put me onto this uh, or exposed me to this uh, this uh, relationship course, that I started to to look a bit deeper and go, oh, okay, <laughs> this this goes a lot deeper than what I thought. So I can attribute my um, coming to a bit more consciousness to her guidance or her leading me down that path a little. But I think for a lot of people, it comes from something traumatic in their life. So maybe an illness or something um, big happens in their life and they're faced with like a fairly big trauma and it kind of exposes them to like, the realities of what's going on they have to start questioning things you know their beliefs and in themselves and i think a lot of it comes from there for people so when you when you yeah when people get traumatized or something happens in their life so for me the point was um my burnout and all my physical problems but like you said i was always already uh, aware that there was something out there that i um that inner voice in me, that intuition, um, that, that voice that was basically saying what the right thing to do was for me, 
but then my mind, my head just rationally, um, yeah, uh, didn't listen, um, tossed it aside and went in the direction that uh, seemed the right course. Um, and that was then basically by what uh, we talked about in a different uh, podcast episode about having a, a relationships, having a mask on, trying to assess how I should act in a certain situation instead, instead of staying close to yeah, my true self. And so that, that inner voice was already there, but after that, that trauma, my burnout and my physical condition, um, I started to listen more to that inner voice. And that was for me like, okay, stop that rationality. Uh, I have this gut feeling um, and you have had your choice and you have, you have had your chance and you basically led me to this burnout. So now I'm going to give this intuition, this inner voice inside me, a chance to guide me, to be my compass. Um, so yeah. for me, that's very clear. So a lot of people, I think it's, it's not clear. Um, but a lot of people who get that trauma and still don't listen to that inner voice, I have a feeling those people basically go downhill. They get uh, depression, uh, uh, mental issues, um, uh, which eventually uh, can lead to suicide, uh, drinking uh, addictions, uh, and stuff like that. So. What can we do to, to support men in that situation? Well, firstly, I think, you know, when you speak, I listen to what you're saying and how I feel about that. And I, I recognize myself in the latter part of what you're saying there. So um, I definitely think people, when they hit rock bottom, either do one or two things, and that is they start to listen to themselves perhaps and then that gives them a chance to recover and, and and possibly lead a different path in life or you stay the same and you either you know like you say it can end up as things like suicide or really severe mental illness etc etc you know or making you know continuing your life making very poor decisions about yourself and your health etc and I certainly see myself hovering on that path because uh, I, I just wonder how much further down I have to go until I start being receptive to another way, you know, of feeling rather than thinking, you know. I definitely see myself in the latter group for sure. So having consciousness, I think, is only one small step. It's essential. It's an essential step, but for me, I feel like I'm stuck there. I haven't quite taken that first uh, step and assumed the responsibility for my life and my decisions, etc. And uh, yeah, so that's that's why I think for me having that support network is essential because I kind of feel stuck. I had an analogy explained to me once about. You know, you start on this path, the minute that you start down the path of consciousness, it's like swimming across a dangerous strait. 
Do you know what I mean? Like you sort of get out to a certain point where really you can't go back and you're either going to go through the rough, dangerous waters and get to the other side or you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's so, I definitely feel like I've got out into the rough water and I'm fighting desperately to get back where I was to begin with. I don't know whether that makes much sense. But you're basically saying you would like to go back to the beginning. Oh, there's a part of me that just wants to go back to what I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, look. Of course. I don't want to go that way because no. I'm, I'm losing that's my identity. I, I don't know what's ahead of me. You know, it's like. Oh, that's scary. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. So, and I can definitely feel I carry a lot of fear there. And it's holding me back. And I would love to have that sort of support network around me like I was talking to yeah. you about that uh, that sort of group work where you sort of work together um, because I've found doing it on my own or trying to do it with my partner has led to very little success no you need you need you're looking for the right people who can help you across yeah 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 they don't say they don't tell you okay it's okay to swim back yeah. because that's not something you want no yeah and uh, that sounds that maybe that sounds a safe solution but you, 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 and you and I know both uh, that the solution isn't there. The solution is a, the is across the stream. So you need the right support group around, yeah, um, that can help you across. Is that then what you're saying? Um, is that the first step that you need? That's interesting, actually. I wanted to say, is that the first thing that you need to take responsibility? to make that next step or the next move forward because at the same time you also by acknowledging that you're saying I need other people to help me across I can't do it by my own I can understand that that's 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 a, a, a bit that um, a lot of men will struggle with come to that point have that realization you don't want to swim back, you want to go forward. Uh, a part of you knows I have to take the responsibility myself to swim a bit further. Another part of you knows I can't do it on my own. Was that the right choice to make? Yeah, well, I mean, from my experience so far has been it's just so much resistance, you know. And that just increases the suffering that that's already there, you know. It's like, gee, you know, how much suffering can one person bear? And and really, you're the master of it. You do it yourself. <laughs> you do it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I just know in my case, I definitely feel stuck at the point that I'm at. Now, some people are very... Well, they're different. Some people are actually like, oh, wow, I can see that path and off they go. I, but I just feel kind of stuck and a little bit lost. And having that support network of people around me to sort of help with that crossing, if you like, uh, would be beneficial for me, definitely. What would, what would that support network look like? Uh, as I've sort of shared with you before, the a sense of a group working. You know, it's like a safe container where you can you can be vulnerable. You can 
you can express what's going on for you. You can have that support around you, no judgment. So that's a bit similar to the men's circle, yeah. but you're looking for something that goes deeper, a little yes. bit further yes. than that. Yes, I want to go. Awareness is great, but it's sort of taking it on to the next level. It's like stepping that little bit further forward. Mm -hmm. um, and there are exercises. Like I said, you know, with my partner, we started on a, uh, on a relationship program. Wonderful, fantastic. You know, the, there's a book with, with the videos, et cetera, et cetera. And it's extremely um, uplifting to watch it. But trying to do it one out, I found that it's just about impossible, you know. And then if you enter into a bit of a, like if your partner and yourself have sort of different viewpoints on, on what they're trying to get through to you, then you're stuck already, you know. So, yeah, I'd love to be able to access that with with those sort of like-minded people who are aware of that and, and can help you through with that sort of exercise. You know, you know any exercise that, that you could do in a group like that? <sighs> Just trying to think off the top of my head. See... One of the things that did mention, which I think is really important, and I, I certainly haven't practiced a lot, is this tracking. Have you have you heard of tracking? No, I That's basically sort of witnessing yourself and what you're experiencing, but without actually immersing yourself in the emotion or the feeling. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I see. I'm feeling really tense at the moment. I'm feeling really anxious about this, and and but not being down in that thing. It's like sort of like a third party looking at yourself and sort of see, ah, okay. Um, but in a group um, situation, uh, it just escapes me just at the moment what some of those exercises were. Um, but I did find it appealing. Are those exercises that the um, person you shared before is doing in this group? What's yeah. his name? Uh, Christian Pankhurst. And you know what this course is uh, So he has what's called, he founded uh, Heart, Heart IQ. That's the founder, uh, thing he founded, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a, like a big retreat centre in, in the Netherlands, yeah. And is that, that's that's not only for men? No. No, no, no. no but, but it's about awareness and mm. by, uh, by basically finding the right support group, yeah. the exercises to help you move yes. forward, yes. to get to the other side yes. of the stream. Yeah. We have to swim to. Okay. And working through those issues, you know what I mean? Like the things that you're experiencing, allowing them to be there, but allowing and sort of helping you through that. I know that sounds a little bit ambiguous, but I just, I feel really, uh, when I've watched the videos, etc., of that, it, it is very appealing. It's like, well, you know, they're doing the work, but they've got people there to support them through that. So if they fall down, they've got people there to help them back up. And that's a very strong feeling of support, you know. It's not like you're on your own. Yeah, so. What would you say to uh, men who are aware of, of that, have this, they've gone through this traumatic experience, um, have a bit of a negative feeling around the world, a word spirituality. Um, what would you say to those men who need to basically get into the water and start swimming? Mm. Well, I think that, you know, it just comes back to this image. So you think you're strong by ignoring these things. You're actually, in my mind, being weak because 
you're, you're not facing up to the things that are really important. And they are the things that are, that are going on for you, that are affecting you. It's affecting the people around you, all your relationships. So I would say be courageous and start looking inside and start investigating why you're feeling the things that you're feeling, why you're feeling angry, why you're feeling anxious, why you're feeling um, resentful, why all these, these, these um, emotions and feelings that come up um, and then realising that you can identify that by the simple fact that you want to distract yourself when they come up, you know? You don't want to talk about these things to someone who is close to you. You don't, you don't want to even think about it. As soon as those things come up, it's like, ah, uh, what can I do to distract myself from those feelings, you know, whether it be have a, a calming drink or, or just some activity, something to distract yourself from what, what's going on for yourself. So I'm saying that those are, it's like trying to ignore that you've got an injury physically to yourself. It's like saying, ah, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's not really there. Your, your soul, your, your, that side of you is speaking to you. It's saying, address this. There's address something this. going on for you here. And at the same time, that's the hard part, this, this inner voice, it's a subconscious voice that is, uh, fueled by your uh, by the prehistoric part of your brain that's all about survival instinct that um, the limbic system yes that sees that sees dangers ahead in in um, in new environments and new situations so uh, you're self-sabotaging yourself by bringing in those habits that are not giving you what you, you're not bringing you towards the goal that you need to be facing um so that 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 prehistoric brain and that subconscious voice has it as is there for a reason but when it comes to making the right choices that lead to change it usually ends up um putting habits like that that drink or watching netflix uh, all those kind of things that keep you in the place where you are because that's what it what is known and that's that's the comfort zone and um, you want to get you out of that comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, the distractions, um, you know, are everywhere. So, no, I think you said that well. Um, the only thing that I would maybe like to expand on a bit there is like, so the limbic system, which has the, you know, the functions attached to that are the, like the fight, flight, freeze thing, which, as you say, is extremely primal. Uh, that runs rife. That's the thing we have to get on top of, you see. It's like that's our instinctual nature. We need to move into the what they call the prefrontal cortex. That's where you have the rational thinking mind. The cognitive uh, yeah, part. That's, yeah. And that's kind of associated with what I was saying earlier. That's being able to go, ooh, you know, I can actually witness myself here. What I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this, this anxiety or this anger or whatever the hell it is, you know, like this, this instinctual stuff's coming up, and being able to go, okay, that's okay, but I don't have to run with that. But then, that's where the work begins because you have to start digging into why, why has that come up, and that's the awareness that we're talking about. Yeah, because that instinctual part of your brain. Um, works 
work as a priority over the cognitive brain. Yes. So if you if you're not aware of that and that that instinctual instinctual brain is the driving force behind all your habits and your actions, if you're not aware of that, nothing's going to change because you you, should, you don't know any better. And it starts by having that awareness, and then you can change uh, the habits. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's not an easy thing because we're so entrenched in our habits which come from our conditioning and the cycle has gone on for generation and generation and generation. So, you know, the very fact that we do have some awareness and consciousness is a good thing. And so, you know, it's not like I have any dream of being like the Dalai Lama in this lifetime, but, you know, if, it, if I have... Uh, a contribution to make to a future generation of it being more enlightened, then that's a good thing. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So what what is what's what are some easy steps that men can do to uh, um, yeah deal with this issue if you if you are aware. So do you have any habits that you put in uh, look, into I, place? I've fallen off the off the wagon, so to speak, because I found for me personally with all the, the, the monkey chatter in the brain, it's really important to have a little bit of meditative time, you know. And look, what's meditation? Look, you know, just stilling the mind a little bit, just to quieten all that noise that goes on in there because it's incessant. It never shuts up, you know. So well, it can be as easy as that. Yeah. Just have some kind of meditation practice, even five minutes a day yeah. that, that helps you uh, to shut down that monkey brain, yeah, as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you're never going to stop thoughts. No, but it's a it's it's a hard practice to allow them to be there and let them go. You give them you you can give them an, uh, um, a task. <laughs> give them a task that they can focus on. Yeah. That if it, that 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 part of your brain, that monkey brain, a monkey voice, um, does a lot of good stuff as well. <laughs> Yeah. So if if you can give it yeah. uh, if you can give it a task, and then that's maybe then from a spiritual point, uh, what comes with what one of the practices is with spirituality is manifestation of visualizing. If you visualize something that like it has already happened, like it's in the future, basically like a, like a, uh, like in Back to the Future, if you can uh, send uh, yourself a message. Um, how to change things if you do if you do something like that then you give your mind to focus on something and then your mind is it's an amazing tool our no, brain it's, a, it's the most amazing tool there ever has been yes really. so if we give it a task that then it what can focus it's focus on um and start helping you find solutions for a problem or for a certain situation that you want to move into that will help yeah, look, I just, I know I'm, I may seem or sound a little hesitant in answering the, your question about what, what exercises I could recommend, but it's simply because that I'm not following anything to any great degree at the moment. I've kind of fallen off the wagon. But things like, as I say, the meditation, just taking some time out and being courageous to just listen to all that chatter and just try and let it go, you know. Um, and... Also, I found for myself personally, like when I'm in a, in a good sort of run of things, when I get 
get a little bit more um, in the in the swing of it, like being able to write things down, because it's just amazing the things that, that can come up, uh, particularly after like meditating or just having some quiet space. Suddenly, this it allows things to come up from a different place rather than the than the mind. Yeah. yeah so you say writing is a good exercise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, there's many things, mate, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it just makes me realise just how stuck I am at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that. Uh, I hear you. Um, well, it's a good moment then to start. Uh, yeah. We'll wrap it up. Well, to wrap it up, but also for you to start uh, putting those uh, practices back into play. <laughs> yeah. So, when we, so when, on the next podcast, when... Uh, when I, I can ask you, hey, uh, John, did you implement that writing again? Yeah. Uh, you can say, yes, I did. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I'm, I'm, I jumped back on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Yeah, it's yeah. still wheels for fall off at the moment, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's make sure we get them back on then. Thank you, John. And thank you, Michelle.